Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Welcome to Insurance Town, ladies and gentlemen. I am so glad that you are here. Today is going to be a great episode uh, because I'm doing a mailbag episode because I've had uh, several come over the last couple of weeks that I just haven't gotten to. And so it was a perfect time to do it. And I wanted to get to it. So uh, it's going to be a quick one. It's going to be a fun one. And uh, I've got a couple of questions that are going to pertain to you uh, between now and the end of the year. And some of it pertains to, you know, uh, to everyone in the agency. So hopefully uh, this will be good for you to check out. And I hope you're going to enjoy it. And uh, again, if you have any questions, if you have any thoughts, if you have any ideas, go you know, email me, Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. Let's check it out. And let's get some of those in so I can bring out some more of these mayor solos. Okay, so let's talk about my incredible sponsors for a minute. Smart Choice. Oh, my gosh. Smart Choice loves working with you, the agent. Uh, they are the fastest growing network uh, for a reason. Uh, they have no monthly fees. They have no uh, introduction fees, initial fees, setup fees, whatever you want to call it. They only work on a commission split, and that's only off of the carriers they bring to the table, not existing. They don't want to own part of your book. They don't want to have anything like that. And they even negotiate higher pre or higher commissions, lower premium thresholds, lower uh, volume commitments for you because they want to see you succeed. They want to help you get to bonus contingency that much quicker. Yes, I said they even share in bonus and contingencies. Great, great, great person. Uh, great group. Um, great aggregator, if you want to call it that. Great network. Just a great friend of the agency. So, smartchoiceagents.com. Please go check them out. Also, let me talk to you about my good friends over at Canopy Connect. They are your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. No more the uncomfortable back and forth of asking a gazillion questions uh, or using the sales sheets or uh, anything like that, you just have them click, sign in, and you get all of their deck pages uploaded right there onto your dashboard, and you'll have their their losses, claims history, I should say. You will have uh, their driver's list. You'll have all the pertinent information that you need to quote. It's pretty amazing. So when you uh, decide you are ready for that, it is incredible. You can get a demo and a special exclusive discount for being a insurance town citizen. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and get your demo, get your discount, all of those things. Now, uh, let's get into the episode today. With yours truly, a mayor solo. Sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? We are here for a mayor solo episode. 
yet again. Uh, and, and I really wanted to come to you uh, with a mailbag episode. I'm so glad that you guys are here hanging out with me because it's going to be a good time. Um, at least I hope so. Anyway, I'm going to have a good time. I hope that you do too. I got, you know, uh, a lot of, uh, of mail that's been coming in Heath at insurance town podcast.com. And again, it's one of my favorite things about uh, my week, sometimes my month, sometimes my day, it all doesn't, it just, it just depends, but I love reading emails that you send me. Sometimes they're great questions. Sometimes they're suggestions. Uh, sometimes it's even, did you check out this TikTok video or did you see uh, this or that on social or uh, they comment on my travel pictures or, or whatever it might be? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that because it means the world to me. Uh, I, I am so thankful for that. So guys, uh, I, I wanted to say uh, I, I love you. Uh, I love every single one of you. I, I love you reaching out to me. I love you being a, a part of the show. And it means that much to me. Uh, right now, I am chilling in beautiful Blue Ridge, Georgia. Uh, I've got uh, some clients that will be seeing this week while I'm in Georgia. And, and I love it. Shout out to this area. Golly, if you've never been to Blue Ridge, Georgia, you are missing out on some beautiful country. Um, it is uh, October. It is uh, leaves changing. It's fall. It's mountains. It's gorgeous here. I love it. Um, Kevin Panther, I can't wait. I'm coming to see you tomorrow and your team. It's going to be so much fun. Um, and I'm so thankful uh, just to be alive right now, to be in this industry. Um, let me let me dive right into it because I, I've got uh, some great questions. So I am going to pull up my email and scroll through here, and I'm going to find the two or three questions that I wanted to get into from you, my audience. Let's see here. Ah, here we go. Number one. The question is, what? I know this is not very good podcast material because I'm sitting here pausing for a minute, so I apologize. But as I get through here, you know, one of those questions was, uh, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see salespeople making uh, right now or uh, that make a lot? Uh, the question is, what are the biggest mistakes that salespeople make? And that's a very broad question. And that's a question that that I will, you know, struggle to answer. I'll be honest with you in because uh, I'm going to miss out on some things. But let me tell you the big the biggest mistake that I'm seeing right now as we speak and that's not keeping your pipeline full. I, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, we get to a place I see way, 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 way too many agencies, producers um, that get in this zone and they're rocking and they've got their pipeline full and they got two, maybe even three months just full of appointments and of uh, opportunities and of just things out there that's going on, activity and things are going, they've drummed up all this business and they got their CSRs hopping and they got their producer or their agency owner patting them on the back. Great job. You got a lot going on and they work it, they work it, they work it and then it dries up. Yeah, you heard me. It dries up. It happens to the best of us. And you look up, next thing you know, you got nothing. The next thing you know, you're looking up and you, 
you don't have a, a single X date in the pipeline. You don't have a single count that you're working on. And then you know what happens? You end up getting desperate. You end up chasing after accounts you don't want to do. You end up going after stuff that you shouldn't have, or you end up, you know, just people can just smell that desperation on your voice when you get out there and you start doing that. It's like, oh gosh. And that kind of goes along with, with part two uh, of what I would say. Um, there's no particular order, but of that same thing, I would say not being prepared for January 1, February 1, March 1, whatever it might be of 2023, which will be here before you know it. Like I said earlier, it's October and I, I'm just, I'm floored as I talk to producers in mid-October and they have no clue. They don't have any one ones they're going to be working on. They don't have anything beyond December for that matter, or even November. And it's like, whoa, what are we doing guys? So I, I would say right now uh, it's, there's still time. If you're looking at your own pipeline, you're like, Oh, I'm drying up. What am I supposed to do? Um, you know, I, I would say there's, there's a lot of things that you can do to get prepared. Number one, the simple and most easiest thing is get out there and cold call. Get out there. And when I say cold call, I don't mean just pick up the phone or I don't mean, you know, hide behind the keyboard and be a keyboard warrior and send out 47 cold emails. No, I'd say do both those things, but also do some drop-ins. Get out there, do some drop-ins, go see some folks, do those kind of things. And then be like, who do I drop in on? What do I do? I don't like cold calls. Okay, well then fine. If you don't like cold calls, I'm cool with that. Don't do cold calls. Print some list off. Get some quoted not sold. Go through your list over the last two, three years, four years, five years, seven years, 12 years, whatever it might be. Find some of those accounts that you've had on the books in the past or that you've quoted in the past that you didn't get or that have left the agency. Find those lists in your management system. Print them off. Maybe you uh, had a producer in the office that was there before um, and some of those accounts are house accounts that have left or haven't left. Go after them with those accounts. Maybe there's some monoline business out there. Uh, maybe it was a startup contractor on the commercial side and you just got their GL, but now you want to add their equipment. Now you need to go after them and, and get some of their vehicles. Now you need to go out there and do that. There's plenty of opportunities out there that you can go out there and find some without having a cold call. I mean, why not? The other big thing, if you don't want a cold call, oh, I don't like the cold call, that's fine. Don't cold call. Ask for referrals. This is a great time of year. Before you hit 1-1, ask some of your current clients that you've got. You know, ask some prior clients. Ask some uh, referral partners, whether it's your B&I partners, whether it's your mortgage lenders, whether it's your CPAs that you know, whether it's financial advisors, whether it's your mom and dad. I don't care who it is. But pick up the phone. And just have some conversations, shoot out a text, shoot out an email, put together a campaign, a drip or whatever, and just let people know that you are looking to write some business, that you want to set some appointments, that you want to write some new things, you know, things of that nature, get out there and do it. Am I right? Uh, of course I'm right. It's my show. I'm talking about it. <laughs> and it's the top of my list of some of the biggest mistakes that I see that producers make right now in the insurance industry. And I appreciate that email coming through. And I appreciate that question because I really hope that that answers. That is uh, one of my, uh, my biggest pet peeves.
And, and I'm guilty of it sometimes too. So I, I'm speaking to myself. Whenever I'm pointing out there, I got three fingers pointing right back at me. So hear me out on this and let's keep that pipeline full. If you disagree with me on this and if you want to have a debate on this or if you want to talk to me about it, or if you agree with me and your pipeline is, is empty at this point and you want to talk to me about it, reach out to me, Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. Or you can call me, um, or you can even uh, reach out to me through APP. Go to Heath at agencyperformancepartners.com. This is not a plug. I'm just saying I'm here to help you. And, and I want to, to be able to hear you out on this. Or if you think I'm crazy and that's not it, then let me know. You know, uh, let me give you one or two more while I'm on a roll and while I'm on this subject, because I think it's super crucial. Let's talk about the idea of focusing on price. <laughs> in the insurance business. And I know price, you're going to tell me, well, Heath, it's always a little bit of price. And yeah, it might be. Or maybe, well, Heath, you know, everybody cares about price. Sure it is. But do we have to focus so heavily on it? Does it have to be the main thing? No. You know, uh, there's value. There is your value add. There is the value of the carrier. There is so many things that revolve around value that you could focus on instead of just focusing on price. If they come to you about price, not every customer is going to be the right one for you. You know, um, yes. You know, I think there's some stats out there, like 79% of business to business buyers say it's critical uh, or super important to interact with a salesperson who is a trusted advisor who adds value, not just price. And again, if you're not a stat guy, uh, if you just want to hear, I, I just really think that you've got to focus on um, you know, not just relying on those things, but also on the value that you bring, whether it's education, whether it is um, technology, whether it is this, whether it is that, figure out what that is. Even though price is traditionally viewed as like the deciding factor in almost all customers demand lower prices, and it's been preached from TV. Um, you know, 15 minutes or more could save you 15% or less or whatever it is. 15 minutes or less could save you 15% or more. Or you see the commercials on TV of buy now and save, save, save. You know, they won't buy a product just because it's cheap. They'll buy a product because it's value for them. It's a valuable thing for them. Think about your own life. I mean, do you buy the cheapest of everything? You know, I, I was talking to a producer the other day uh, and he was telling me, I don't feel ethically and morally right selling something that's not the cheapest. And he was a major golfer. Imagine that an insurance guy playing golf. <laughs> well, I was like, do you buy the cheapest clubs? Well, no. Do you buy the cheapest golf balls? Well, well no. Well, why do you do that? Well, because if you buy the you know, most expensive golf ball or a good golf ball, then it's proven that it'll, you know, it'll go further. It'll get you more distance. It'll get you more accuracy. It'll get you more pin placements, whatever it might be. It'll get you better on the green and less strokes. It'll whatever. Um, and if you buy, you know, the right clubs, you got to get them sized and fitted and the right this, the right that. If not, then, you know, you're not going to be up the ball right and you'll slice and you'll hook and you'll do this and you'll do that. Same thing here. It's not important every time to get the cheapest insurance. It's got to fit their need. It's got to be able to get them further along in their life. And it's got to be able to protect them. Let's talk about that. They have a claim 
and they're not protected correctly because they got the cheapest insurance, are they going to remember the fact that you got the cheapest insurance at the time? No, they're going to be hollering at you about, I can't believe it in cover. You were my agent. I trusted you to do da, 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 da. Your job is to sell them on the value. Your job is to sell them on how important it is to have this and leave with that education, lead with that this, lead with that that, whatever it might be, but find a way to not make it just about price. All you need to do is remind the prospect that buying cheap often results in cheap. <laughs> buying cheap results in poor quality um, and higher cost in the long term. You know, that's the main thing here. We got to make sure that we're protecting them in the long term and showing the value of why that's so important. You know, um, the easiest example is, you know, auto insurance. Every state, you know, had their state minimums. If you sell those state minimums, you know, I know, they need to know, state minimums are not going to pay. You know, when you're in an accident, when you've hurt other people, when it's got two others involved, three others, maybe it's a five-car pileup, that, and it's your fault, that insurance is nowhere near going to cover what they need. So let's not focus on the price so much as we do value. Yes, price is great. I get it. But you need to show them why. If you're a few dollars higher or even a couple hundred dollars higher on a monthly or even an annual basis, you need to show them why. It's because we raised your limits, you know, to be where we feel like and we recommend or we do this or that to show you. Uh, the, the reason why is because it's going to cover you in these situations. We lowered your deductible so you're not out of pocket so much. That also raises your rates. We, you know, updated your roof that hadn't been updated in 10 years. So now it's a 25-year-old roof, which may have caused an increase or whatever it might be. But we've got to make sure that we show them the value. On the flip side of that, there might be some opportunities that if you add some of those things, maybe you can say, hey, by the way, did you know we offer these discounts? There's telematics that might be able to offshoot this. There's a good student discount that might be able to offshoot that. Did you know that by combining your monolot home with your auto, that can give you a bundle discount? Did you know that by adding a safety manual or by doing some ladder safety training, by taking this education course or doing this in your company, it can lower your rates and give you more credits? You've got to think about those things besides just the price game. It's the old saying that I hate, but I'm going to go ahead and use it. You uh, win on price, you'll also lose on price. So that's number two uh, in my rant, <laughs> in my question, and to the, uh, the user here, the audience here of what are some mistakes that producers make on a regular basis? Now, one of the other things that I will bring up is they're not able to overcome those objections. And I just did a podcast with my man, Stephen and Therese. Um, and we talked about overcoming objections. And we talked about how do you overcome those objections? Number one, you, you've got to educate yourself. Be prepared for those. Um, go through scripts. Role play if you have to. Sit down with someone in your agency. Maybe it's your the owner of the agency. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's your customer service rep. Maybe it's your account manager. Maybe it's somebody within your agency that you sit down with. You do a little role-playing on that and discuss with them. Okay, here's a common objection I'm getting a lot. Let's talk about this a little bit. Help me to walk through that. And, and I can't sit here and tell you uh, how to answer every single one of them. 
that uh, I, I don't know because everybody gets their own different ones. But I can tell you that um, if you can role play some of those out, they will help you. Maybe you figure out which ones you hear the most, right? So if there's certain ones you hear the most, maybe you write those down and you figure it out. Yeah, nobody likes to get no for an answer. However, allowing your customers to know does has its benefits. This way you can increase the value of the yes when the time is right. So if you repeat the objections, that can only increase the buying decision, right? It, so it's a law and numbers kind of thing too. But you got to be prepared to come, you know, overcome those objectives or objections. Dealing with objections in sales is really uh, truly a form of art. It's a work of art. You have to stay cool. You have to show that you understand your concerns, see their point of view, and always answer honestly. Don't BS people. Don't try to, you know, be slick uh, or anything like that. Be honest, respectful, and never, ever say the, say the words, as I said before, when you're dealing with annoying objections. Because it's just a sale killer. Instead, you might be just be able to say uh, something funny. You know, use a valid point, rephrase it, do something else to be able to overcome that objection. If nothing works, maybe the prospect you're trying to sell is just not a good fit for you, and they keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing. You know, after all, the you know, there's studies that show that at least fifty percent of prospects are usually not a good fit. So uh, there's a couple, two, three things I would say uh, in this mayor solo episode of what are some of the things that you see salespeople making mistakes on? And uh, I'm so glad that I could be able to answer some of that for you. And I hope that helps you uh, in a way that uh, it just, just I, I just feel like what we talked about was super crucial there. So uh, let me pull up here and see if I can. Um, oh, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. So another thing, uh, here's a question. Uh, with the holidays coming up, should I still go out and see people? 100% resounding yes. And I know that sounds crazy and people tell me all the time. And this guy that wrote this email or gal is probably saying to themselves right now, listen to this, but it's, it's holidays. Nobody wants to see me at holidays. Well, that ain't true. That is 100% not true. Uh, people do want to see you. Uh, people still do have to do business and think about it right now. We're in October. Halloween's coming soon. Thanksgiving's coming soon. Christmas is coming soon. But during that entire holiday season does not mean you just take off three months, which I hear a lot of producers do. You've still got to get out and you still got to see the people because you know what the biggest renewal date of the year is? 1-1. One, one. <laughs> so if it's November, it's December, it's uh, January, uh, you know, especially November, December, it's prime time to get in for 1-1s, for one get prepared for 1-1s. One, and be ready for that. And, um, you know, I think that that's a big mistake, but also as we moved on beyond that question, you know, to answer your question, uh, I really do feel it's super important to get out there during the holiday season and be able to, excuse me, um, 
be able to do some next dates during that, uh, be able to get set up for the next year because it doesn't just happen overnight, right? You don't just, uh, you know, just stumble upon business because <laughs> that's just not how the world works. So you've got to, you know, be able to do that um, and be proactive and get out there. Um, so, you know, I, I think that the holidays is a big time. People's like, oh, they don't want to hear it. But again, they do. They do want to hear from you. And there's several reasons why you should still get out there, still hustle during the holidays. And, you know, it could be something as simple as um, taking brownies, cookies, some sort of like Christmas candy or something even. And just say hi, introduce yourself um, and talk about that. You know, so many producers, agents, insurance professionals, they go on cruise control from Halloween to Thanksgiving or Halloween to Christmas or even Thanksgiving to New Year's Day. It happens every year. But, uh, yeah, just uh, have a great and wonderful day. I love that you stopped to take the time to listen to the show on Insurance Town. It means the world to me. Thanks for checking out this short episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. And I look forward to seeing you on the next one. I get to do it. I get to talk about these phenomenal sponsors. Uh, and, and there are people that care about you. One of them wants to be your BFF. <laughs> We're talking about agency performance partners. Uh, they come in and they become BFF to agency owners all across the country, and they want to help you uh, by helping you to tackle some of the biggest challenges in our industry, uh, whether it's efficiency, uh, whether it's retention, sales, commercial sales. Uh, they even put out a brand new course that just released this week called Wow Customer Service. That's exactly what kind of customer service you want for your agency is them to get them like, wow, what a great experience. They can help you with that. Go to agencyperformancepartners.com and check out the WOW customer service course. And right now, if you're listening to it today on the 1020 until the end of this month, you can get that course 50% off. Agencyperformancepartners.com. Also, my friends over at CoverDesk, if you're looking to add staff, if you're looking to increase uh, your productivity, if you're looking to offload administrative tasks, if you're looking to grow your team, and you're looking for a great alternative to someone live in your office, let's just face it, it's hard to hire these days. Go to CoverDesk. Look at a virtual assistant. They can do so many amazing things. And they go through extensive training with the team over at CoverDesk on the insurance industry. So they know our business. They can help you in so many ways in your agency. They become a part of your team, your family, your uh, whatever you want to call it at your office. They become a part of your culture every day. And it's fantastic. You want to bring in a virtual assistant, look no further than CoverDesk. CoverDesk, CoverDesk, CoverDesk. Go to CoverDesk.com. You can also hire a team of CoverDesk employees called CoverDesk Direct, and they can come in and do book roles. They can quote for you. They can handle so many things like that on the front end, little projects you need done. CoverDesk Direct helps you with that. Go to CoverDesk.com. Tell them the mayor sent you. You'll be so happy that you did. Now let's get back to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with me today. 
on a mayor solo. How much fun. Um, I know I had a good time. I hope that you did too. If you did, reach out to me. Find me on my DMs. Find me on uh, any kind of social media platform. Email me. Text me if you have my number. And uh, let's hear. Uh, I want to hear what your thoughts are, what questions you might have. Uh, I just, it really... It really does mean a lot to me uh, to have you guys be such a big part of the show. Guys, do you have an idea for your own show? Um, let's get after it. Go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. Thanks again, guys. Look forward to hanging out with you again next week.